We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome, orange men and ladies. Look, it's another episode of Thai Thoughts, okay? But before we get to Tyler and all of his thoughts, we're going to hear from our title sponsor for the QS Militia for Thai Thoughts and for Armchair Media, and that is betonline.ag. And as you know, football, football everywhere. SEC starting up, or has started up, and uh, the Big Ten coming, and it's here. It's here. And we hope it finishes. Now, you might not be able to get to a game this year, but you can still get in on all the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season from game spreads and totals to team, player, coaching props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any other place online. Head over there today, betonline.ag. Use the promo code ARMCHAIR to take advantage of all of the great sign up bonuses. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Thank you, Bet Online. Now, here's Tyler. And his thoughts. And what is up? It is uh, Tyler Morona coming back to you again for another episode of Tie Thoughts. Wanted to um, first off give an apology for a delay last week and kind of just an irregular schedule. Um, for me, I, I think it's well chronicled that I got married and then spent some time with my wife before she went back to Texas. For because um, if you don't know the situation, I am we're not separated as far as like we just got married. the The relationship is still very much on, but we're. Um, working in different states right now. So, and of course, when we got married, we're still working in different states. So, um anyhow, that's been really tough on me. And actually, that's been probably the toughest thing on me uh for a while now, and I didn't really expect to have this, you know, kind of wear on me and then as well as the fact that I have um I got a job uh, in a classroom, helping out some teachers, I'm kind of getting an internship in at a school, then I'm coaching in the afternoons, and then I'm going to graduate school at night. So definitely got my hands full and then trying to do this as well as trying to take care of my body and, um, you know, all, all, all the you know necessary things. So I just want to apologize. I want to kind of give you that shout out. And then um, lastly, I was go- I, I started to record last week, but I just kind of drew a blank because and and I'm drawing a little bit of a blank more now, so because of what happened yesterday, and there's just not a whole lot that we can say for this Q's football team. I think that we all kind of got a feel last year for what it was like when we thought, oh, you know, we're the 
you know, eight wins or the nine wins, the 10 wins, that's off the table. And then when we got humbled that way, we go, okay, well, at least maybe it's six and then it ends up being five and seven. And last year definitely should have been a, you know, an, at least an even record, six and six. I think that there's no doubt it should have been an even record at the very minimum because if we convert a couple times against Pitt, we have that game, no problem. I mean, that that game was like, sloppiest slap fest of all time and i you know and it's it's funny that um you know we can kind of look back and say oh man you know last year's team was so much better than this year's but it's the reality um you know this is this is a humbling moment and i think what's so tough about this humbling moment for everybody seeing liberty win and celebrate in our locker room is that there shouldn't really be a reason for that happening and so when you when you or when I think about this as far as like an NFL landscape going like, you know, what if my favorite team was, you know, the worst team in football? You can sit there and you can blame other people besides the head coach or the institution or the franchise. You know, it's like, okay, it starts off with the president of football ops and then it goes down to the GM. And then maybe if you want to blame the owner, you can if he's cheap or or if he or she is cheap. And I kind of think about it with the Lakers and kind of, you know, reflect back on how they're winning and they won the championship. And it was kind of despite all the facts that the Bust family kind of stacked the odds against themselves for so many years before kind of relinquishing power and being like, you know, let's actually run this thing like a normal franchise. And the tough part about college athletics is that you don't really get that opportunity to kind of reset that often because when you do, it's like, okay, you have to tear down the entire thing. It's like basically starting a franchise all over again. So we're not in the position to start a franchise all over again, but the Lakers tried to do that. And what they did was they used their their branding to to get behind the acquisition of LeBron and Anthony Davis and then put together guys that would trust those folks to get the job done. And you know what? It worked. But that's mainly because there was a lot of things that worked in the Lakers' favor that were kind of outside their control. And now we're kind of seeing the opposite of that at Syracuse. Syracuse is finding out all the things that go in the opposite direction of their favor. All these guys opt out. All these guys get hurt. The Cisco thing was as soon as I heard that he was going out with, you know, and he wasn't playing anymore. To me, I thought that maybe he was limping, but this was a guy that just said, you know what? I have proved all I can prove. I picked off one of the best quarterbacks in the league. I can play really well. I put some, you know, some games on tape this year. And you know what? There's no more benefit of me playing anymore. I'm I'm headed to the NFL. And you know what? In a weird way, although it hurts Syracuse this year, in the long run it helps. Because that's something that's in our control, that we recruited a guy that ended up turning into an All-American safety that's going to be probably a top 100 pick. I'm praying the Dallas Cowboys take Cisco. We've been hurting for that guy for like 10 years now. I keep writing into the, you know, Stephen Jones, like, hey, Look at this guy, number seven on the Syracuse Orange. This guy is legit. So I think it does actually, in the long run, help us quite a bit because, you know, hey, the more guys that we can put into the NFL that build our brand, the better off we are. Yes, it hurts in the moment. And I read Mike McAllister's SI piece, which, um, to be honest, I don't even know that he left 24-7 until Stephen Bailey took the 24-7 job. And, yeah, I, I guess good for them. So, <clears throat> excuse me. The branding of Syracuse needs to get a lot better because right now our brand is uh, we lose a lot. 
and we're the worst team in the ACC on our side of the division. And um, I put out a poll on SyracuseFan.com to kind of see where we were at with kind of the, the state of the union on where we thought that Syracuse should be on, on average. And a lot of people got back to me saying six and a half to seven and a half wins. A lot of people thought that nine wins, maybe not a lot, but I saw a few people that thought eight and a half to nine wins was the kind of the, the floor. And that is never the case. I don't think I, nine wins is the floor for LSU. Or I think nine and a half wins is the floor for Ohio State or maybe even at Penn State, maybe like a, a rung below an Ohio State. Not eight and a half to nine wins is like uh that's like USC territory. You know, that's Southern Cal territory. That's not that's not Syracuse territory. And maybe that's hard to kind of accept, but look, right now Syracuse is, you know, we should be happy with six and six. That's that's kind of where I'm going with that. And the reason why we should be happy with it is because we and they talked about this a lot when I was on campus, and you can ask anybody else that uh, was there during my time that made the switch from the Big East. Which, you know, in, in all honesty, I was kind of excited that um, that the Big East kind of dissolved. But um, I, I, I would have played in the Big East. I, I liked it. I liked the schools there, but there wasn't a whole lot of merit to like the school because now if you look at them and you say, "Hey, look, you know, Cincinnati." Um, Rutgers, among many others, why can I not think right now, um, that were in that division, but, oh, UConn, I mean, it was, it was kind of uninspiring football back in the day, so it's like, you don't want to be lumped into that category, you want to be more lumped in with the winners, and I always say that I want to be the dumbest guy in the room be surrounded by everybody else that's smarter than me so I can get something out of that. Because when I'm the smartest guy in the room, whether it be with football or you know academics or whatever the case may be, you put yourself in a weird position because everybody looks to you for kind of the answers or the people look to you for that leadership that maybe you're not ready for. Or maybe that's something that you didn't sign up for. But by being there, you automatically assume the position of the leader in that situation. So when I'm kind of in this football or anything that's interesting to me, I always prefer to be the dumbest guy in the room because then I'm by proximity. I just get smarter. When I got to Syracuse and I was the guy that was middle of the road with my strength. um, And I was in the upper tier of my conditioning and there was another tier to kind of unlock myself, but there's maybe two or three tiers for me to climb on my overall strength and size. Just by being around other guys that lifted the same amount as me, and there are plenty of them, and I was also seeing what was possible with, let's say, like a Cam Lynch doing a near 400-pound power clean, and I was doing like 285. And then you think, okay, well, if a guy's doing 115 more pounds than me, then it's possible to get to that level. But if I'm doing 285 at my high school or my junior college or my prep school or whatever else, and I'm 50 pounds heavier than the next guy, that doesn't do a whole lot for me as far as the, you know, 
by proximity, the the growth by proximity. Now, when I was all of a sudden lifting with Rob Trudeau and Nick Robinson and, and Mike Lasker and all these guys that are big offensive linemen that I'm now looking smaller than, just by them saying, hey, no, look, you know, just you start at 225. You don't end at 225 with bench or, you know, whatever the case is. You know, it's like, hey, let's do this. You know, I got I got stronger immediately. I put on so much weight immediately just because I was around other guys and I was seeing what was possible and I was no longer having to trailblaze my own path. I was following in the path of somebody else. Just like when I was a freshman in high school, I saw what was possible with the seniors and then I grabbed that as the benchmark and then I wanted to shoot through it. And it was the same thing. And Syracuse is kind of in that same situation right now with the ACC. They realize how weak they are with football, and they're having to see what is possible with the Clemsons and then when the Florida States of the world are up there, or with Virginia Techs of the world even, uh, North Carolina's right now with Mac, and we say, look, this is possible. We will always have that uphill climb with recruiting, and reading Mike McAllister's piece that I mentioned earlier, he said that all the recruits that um, he talked to said that you know nothing's really changed with them. They're committed. They're coming. Um, and I think it was it was, it was actually a pretty good uh, crop of kids that said that they were coming and, and guys that you want to come. Um, and I don't know if you guys feel the same way as me, but I don't always you know agree with <laughs> the guys that. Um, you know, make up the entire the you know the class, and sometimes you're like, oh, you know what, you know, would it have killed us to maybe just kind of you know not take that guy, or you know, wait and see what comes about later on, or if we're missing anybody, because um, like that linebacker that we got from Virginia Beach this year was awesome, and like nobody wanted him, so you know that's kind of one of those things that um, you know, it's like okay, well, you know, I don't think we have to you know rush to judgment here or. Um, you know, we don't have to burn that scholarship just like that. And, you know, a lot of guys are transferring out too. So maybe, you know, that that's kind of the reason for it. However, all the, all the recruits were, you know, they're on board, but this is one of those monumental times where you got to say, look, you know, you got to look around and see hey, if who, who else is losing to their group of five team this year and the power five. If it's nobody or is it everybody? Remember, um, oh, Iowa State, the, that coach is praised and lauded for, you know, introducing the 3 3 5 defense and having Brock Purdy, this, you know, NFL type caliber quarterback. And look, they lost to University of Louisiana, not Louisiana State, Louisiana, the Raging Cajuns. So, and, and yes, the Raging Cajuns were, you know, an 11-win team last year. But Liberty is going to be an 11-win team this year. So, you know, you can beat yourself up about this. and but Or you can say, look, I see what's possible. I now demand for the rest of time to start increasing, to start leveling up from here, uh, coach and, and staff. The kids that are coming in, the good recruits, the guys that were rated four stars before they signed with us, of course, those guys are saying, we believe in the staff, we believe that he'll turn it around, and and look guys, if you don't like what's going on and you want all these guys out of here, guess what? All these kids that are coming in, they're expecting to play right away. 
So don't think that this is like going off with, you know, and coaches are like, oh, you know, great. You know, we'll just kind of uh, look our wounds and move on. Hopefully 2021 is better and uh, there's no corona. We can go outside and practice a lot and things will be better. Um, I'd love for that to be the case. However, these incremental building blocks, Clemson wasn't built in a night. I mean, you know, where they are now or where um, Alabama was originally or whenever Saban took over for, you know, his pro, it takes time and. I'm not so sure that if Nick Saban all the way back in his prime when he was, you know, just kind of starting out and trying to make that name, would he have done well at Syracuse? Yes, he probably would have done well. Would he have done better? Yes, probably so. But the other thing is, guys, is that don't get it twisted. Nick Saban, if he would have had success at Syracuse, he would have left and he would have gone somewhere else. So we're making this deal with the devil. If we want a coach to stay at Syracuse and make it into a winner consistently, we're going to have to deal with some bad seasons because in order for that coach to not get plucked away, unfortunately, a stinker or two is going to have to be on the record, kind of like a Cutcliffe style. Now, Cutcliffe, I think, has a little bit easier of a job too because the the difference with the Duke situation, the Syracuse situation, Syracuse faces weather and facilities, which are very far behind the times, by the way. Um, and there's, I went and talked to our uh, fundraising program, you know, kind of get a state of the union, and I also uh, went to go interview with them uh, last year because I was thinking about going to work for them, and they show me this is what we're up against. And Syracuse, when you think, okay, so we're dead last in our um, facilities rated by an outside um, firm to come in. Syracuse is rated dead last in quality of life. Syracuse is rated dead last in almost all these qualities, except for like school spirit um, (laughs) and like shit talking fans on the internet. Um, That's, those are kind of the the two things that we, we weren't lackluster in. And, we were last in our fundraising by so we were last and the chasm between 14th and 13th was the chasm between like 10 and 1st you know it's like we are so like even though we're one spot behind we might as well have been 10 spots behind like we might as well have had a fictitious 10 spots to put us behind and i will tell you this i then saw what was going on last year after the 10-1 season and what we had seen moving forward and you know kind of the projections and the guys that had already committed sums and that gap was almost erased and so if the the group that's going to be in there now and, and um our AD is now really picking up steam the basketball program is actually doing well I think as well as we look even better as we're going along. All of our other sports are in a great position. Lacrosse is as strong as it's ever been. Um, the women's sports are turning around. It is just a matter of time until this thing flattens out. And that is why I have optimism here. It's not because that I think Dino's a good guy or because the recruits are coming in or doing good. It's because just like the Lakers... Everybody at Syracuse decided we need to do everything different. And we're doing that. And it's, it's incredible. And 
coach will give us some belief with evidence very soon. I think that the Liberty video of them partying in our locker room and going after it, that will cause some people to take some things seriously, to man up, and hopefully you know, move up and move on. And in that time, I think that um, it's just going to be really rough from here on out the rest of the season. There's not a whole lot else I can say besides that. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. Yeah, I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives, there's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard. BMW, the ultimate driving machine. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Welcome to Fail Better, David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low- and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, it's time to commit. 
2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. We'll be right back with some more Thai thoughts here in a moment. But first, got to hear from the good folks over at BetOnline.ag. Now, look, football's in full effect. You know this. Many teams out there strutting their stuff in MLB playoffs. They're in full swing. You might not be able to get to a game this year, but you can still get in all the action at BetOnline. BetOnline's going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season from game spread in totals to team, player, and coaching props. BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any other place online. Head to BetOnline today and use the promo code ARMCHAIR to take advantage of all of the great sign-up bonuses. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Thank you, BetOnline. Manscaped. They're at it again, forever changing the grooming game with their new Weed Whacker. This is a nose and ear hair trimmer. Provides proprietary skin-safe technology, which helps prevent nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate holes. Delicate holes be in your ears and nose, guys. Come on. The premium Manscaped Weed Whacker uses a 9,000 RPM motor-powered 360-degree rotary dual-blade system. That's a lot of things for such a little device, by the way. Its intelligently contoured design enhances the trimming experience, and it's waterproof, which makes it for easy operation and cleaning. The only nose hair trimmer on the market with a powerful, rechargeable lithium-ion battery battery that lasts up to 90 minutes. Think about how many times you could trim the ear hair and the nose hair in 90 minutes. And get this, 79% of partners polled admit that long nose hair is a major turnoff, as if that's even a question, okay? The, the, the real question, in my opinion, is what's wrong with the other 21%? Seriously. So, um, where was I? Yes, of course. Go over to manscaped.com today. Get 20% off and free shipping. Use the promo code armchair at manscaped.com and check out. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the promo code armchair. What are you waiting for? Trim up your nose hairs. So, uh, you know, a little flavor of the South. I'm going back to Houston next weekend. And um, I'm really excited to go see my wife. I think it's going to be a fantastic opportunity. I'm just talking like this because I'm trying to get this out of my mouth before I forget what I was trying to say. You know what I'm saying? Yes, you do. All right. Going back to Houston next weekend. Um, it's a little flavor that's out there on that banjo. What I... I, I want to tell a story here, so that's that's kind of what I'm... But I'm also watching the Browns-Steelers game and... Um, I'm very critical of of the Browns' offense, and I just don't get, you know, what's a false start. All right, whatever. I root for the Browns. I don't, you know, I don't love them, but you know, I I think that they're. uh, I'd like to see that they're doing well. You know, Kevin Stefanski, new head coach. Uh, Week four, last week we called it the (laughs) the Hugh game because their former coach Hugh Jackson, um, only won three games. So within five weeks, Kevin Stefanski beat Hugh Jackson's record of uh, his entire Browns tenure over three years. So that was kind of funny. Um, so I want to talk about 
being a guy from California, going to Syracuse, and then going from Syracuse back to California, going from California to Houston and back to California. Um, and I kind of want to shed some light on the emotions that go through that from guys that have been from California uh, that have gone up to Q's and, you know, kind of what that um, what that would take as a program, I think, moving forward to have that work out, you know. So, like, if you want that big, you know, big time guy or maybe even that middle of the road guy, the guy that we get in this year, Lamson from Sacramento, um, well, first off, Sacramento, that is not what you're thinking of when you think California. If you're thinking like, hey, come come waste some time with me in California at the beach or in Hollywood, Sacramento's not that place. It's kind of more of like a farm town situation. Like my wife, she's up from Petaluma area, Ronert Park, which is in the Sonoma County, which is all farmland. I mean, they're farmers up there and they're they're pretty slow going. Um, it's like Southern living just in a cooler climate, which, you know, to me... I kind of see myself ending up there at some point because it's it's just so awesome, you know. It's it's kind of the hybrid of Texas and Syracuse, but it's warmer than Q's. It's a smaller town and it's you know ranch style living, but in California, I get all the the upsides of the California and being close to my family and her family, yada yada yada. So, <clears throat> long story short, um, so for me when I got recruited, um, and and really, for me, I was from my sophomore year of high school. Every day, I was putting together a, a highlight tape of myself, even on JV, um, and I would send it out to every school, and that would take about a month. And then, if I got no responses, then I would redo my highlight tape to make sure that you know I wasn't doing anything wrong, or that I needed to put better film on there, or you know, just kind of think about, hey, um, I didn't get any responses so it must mean that my film sucks and so i'd redo my highlight tape and then i'd have to burn them on dvds so i'd have to re-burn like another hundred dvds and mail them all out it cost my parents an arm and a leg and then um (laughs) and i had to do this um, pretty much all the way until my senior year which then coaches started asking for youtube clips which is fabulous and it was funny that I learned how to be a video editor. I learned how to do like this whole kind of media thing by way of me trying to get recruited. So I guess just funny enough, I, I figure out how to do this whole thing out. And then I'm thinking, you know what? Um, I'm going to wind up at UCLA. That was the thing because they played in Pasadena, my hometown. It was in LA. I was far enough away from my family to where it's like I could go move in there. It was great. And like a ton of my friends from the area, from the 626, my area code, were going to UCLA and they were committing there and they're going to have this great team. And um, Jim Mora was now the coach and Coach Neuheisel. And um, Coach Neuheisel actually coached my cousin, Spencer Morona, at the University of Washington. And, um, so there's that family connection, and I thought, you know what, this will be great. You know, I'm going to do that. And then all of a sudden, UCLA had no interest, and basically nobody had any interest my entire time in high school. And so for me, as that guy from California, which I I knew I could play. Like, don't get me wrong, I had like 14 sacks my senior year of high school. Like, you if you want to tell me that that that's a guy who can't play, I I tell you, you don't know what you're talking about. So. Um, and I, I, and I got better and better and better, and I was actually going to be pretty good at Syracuse. It's just 
um, it was a shame that, and then having me and Ron Thompson on the other side of it, man, that would have been a lot of fun. I'd have had a lot of fun doing that. So long story short, I got to stop saying that. So UCLA was the goal. And I was like, you know, I might take San Diego State. And then I looked into Arizona, Arizona State. I looked into TCU, SMU, Tulane, Vanderbilt, Northwestern, and Jesus. Oh, and then uh, Cal was the last school that I was like, okay, that's kind of like my grouping that I think I could potentially start at. Not like right away, but eventually, maybe for like two plus years, get some reps my sophomore year, starting by junior year, be the man by senior year, NFL draft pick after that. Also pairing it with a great education. I never once. So if you think about it, though, like what do all of those schools have in common with each other? That And there's a school like left out in this whole situation that sounds very familiar, like all those other ones. It's like Syracuse, Northwestern, USC... Tulane, um, Vandy, maybe Vandy's a little bit higher academic, but like all those schools are the same school. Like they all carry the same reputation. It's just like they're in different parts of the country. Like Tulane is the Syracuse of Louisiana. USC is the Syracuse of the West Coast. The only thing that you can say is different is that it's their pool of recruiting and it's their pool of who they're able to attract in that situation. So if US, if like, it came down to it if a student was like, hey, look, I can go to USC or I can go to Syracuse. Like, not even an athlete. Then it would come down to, it's like, okay, do I want to be a communications major? Do I want to be a dentist? You know, what do I want to do? Do I want to go to business school? I think they're pretty comparable. They carry kind of the, the same stick as far as, um, you know, leverage. As well as, like, Syracuse has the New York City tie-in. So, like, if my sister was somebody that wanted the big college experience, she went to school in uh, the city, at the King's College because she wanted to live in the city. But if she was like, hey, you know, I really want to set myself up for future business in the city and I'm going to go, you know, do my best to get in that network, she would have been a Syracuse University, um, you know, student. And, you know, she is super high IQ, like, you know, graduated from college with honors and um, the whole nine yards, extremely high IQ. And guys that I knew that got into like, uh, Johns Hopkins and um, Tulane, Vandy, they wanted to go to Syracuse out of Southern California. The problem is, though, is that for whatever reason, when you include, okay, well, now the school is free and it, you have to play football there, all of a sudden it changes. Like, I don't know what happens, but like when you say, okay, I'm going to go here for free. Or I could go to Louisiana for free or LA for free or Chicago for free or Miami for free in my situation, which I ended up actually choosing not to go to Miami and uh, in favor of Syracuse because of what I was talking about, like the whole playing time situation, the degree, yada, yada, yada. I think it actually, that is when the weather comes into play. Because I don't think a regular student even considers that. They just go, oh my gosh, like I got in here. This is super cool. I go to this party school and all this other stuff. But New York football carries a bad connotation because a lot of people look to the colleges of the area to represent how well the state's football is. Because the NFL has nothing to do with the talent that the state produces. 
It's all guys from anywhere and everywhere. But what Syracuse has to do is they have to start winning and winning regionally. And that's what really is so messed up about um, this year and the schedule change and whatnot was because Syracuse has to change the narrative. Like for me, Syracuse changed the narrative for me when they won the pinstripe bowl, tied the big East and beat Louisville and West Virginia. Oh, that was the other one I couldn't think of earlier. Um, and beat West Virginia to go take that pinstripe bowl, beat West Virginia again. To me, that was saying, look, New York football is changing the narrative of how I see them. And if they can change the narrative and then I can see them in a different light, all of a sudden it becomes those downsides don't become so glaringly bad. But if you tell me Clemson, South Carolina, where you can barbecue outside 300 days a year and you got the lakes and you got uh, Myrtle Beach and you got uh, Charleston, South Carolina around the corner, and then you can go up the way to the Outer Banks, like it's, it's, it's no comparison. Or you say, I'm going to go chill in Manhattan Beach with Matt Leiner and Reggie Bush and Urban Meyer and Lane Kiffin in the offseason. I'm going to rub elbows with the Rams and the Chargers and everybody else. It's like, Okay, well, even if we suck at USC, I have all these things left. But the problem is, is that nothing hurts more than losing. And you guys are feeling that right now. So the downsides hurt more when you lose. And the downsides hurt less when you win. Because why? Because winning cures everything. It's like the Warriors. Like Kevin Durant said that, you know, the, the scuffle with Draymond Green and the fact that he wasn't a homegrown guy over there, it ended up really wearing on him. But when they were winning, it wasn't a problem. It's when they saw the, the writing on the wall that maybe this, the, this little run was over. That's when it became the problem. And I know all you guys know that. But for me, Syracuse was the right place for me. And right now, what Syracuse has to recruit, or the guy that Syracuse has to recruit, is the guy that's right for them. Because we haven't put ourselves in a position to go get the guy where we can just sell him on something else. But if we start to win regionally, and we start to do things the right way, and all of a sudden coaching becomes evident that, look, we can supersede our flaws. And that's, that, that will come next year. It will. It has to. Or else... All this mumbling and grumbling becomes justified. So, I don't really know what to say. I I love Syracuse. I think it's great. I go and defend it all the time. Mike Lasker and I, we talk all the time. All my teammates from Syracuse and I, we love it. It hurts us to our core. You know, if I could go donate a million bucks to all of a sudden turn something around, I would do it. If they wanted me to come work there for like minimum wage, I would do it. Because that's how much I love it. And I, I, and I would gladly go, and maybe I'll spend some summers up there coming up to help out. Or I don't know what the case is going to be. But, um, you know, it, it really does hurt for me, too. I don't want to let you guys know. I don't want to try to sell this as if I'm just like, you know, oh, you know, this doesn't hurt. It kills me. Because I was the guy that said, you know what, no. I'm going to go make something different with Syracuse. I'm going to go be Chandler Jones, Dwight Freeney, Arthur Jones, uh, Ron Thompson, Chris Slayton. I'm going to go be one of those guys. And I never got to put my stamp on it. So I can't even say that, hey, at least during my time, we were good. Because, you know, in reality, we weren't. And I wasn't able to go help it. And that kills me, too. Because I chose to not go to Miami. I chose to not go to Maryland or San Diego State or Utah or uh, Nevada 
or Tennessee or West Virginia or whatever. You know, it's like I turned down a lot of good schools to go to Syracuse and I was committed and I'm still committed because to me, the upsides of Syracuse will always still outweigh the downsides, even if we lose. The problem is, is that I don't want to say it's the next generation. I just want to say that this team needs leadership and it needs to come within the locker room. There needs to be a guy like me that's going to go in there and fire everybody up. I think that having everybody leave so suddenly, the Dungies, the Kendall Coleman's, the Alton Robinsons, the Chris Slaytons, and it wasn't like any of these guys left early. It was the fact that all of our good players <laughs> were just in one lump sum. And now the difficulty, as we're seeing, is layering those guys. But we're, we're, we're going to do it, all right? You don't have to stay positive. You don't have to like me. You don't even have to finish out the rest of this podcast. All you have to know is that there's guys like me that feel your pain too. And there's a whole list of alumni that are getting real riled up. And we're going to turn it around because it's going to have to be. All right? Love you guys. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Download speeds up to one gigabit per second. Cox internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.